Hello and welcome to The Plotting Shed. You're listening to Rachel McCartney, founder of plotplots.com and author of the book I Want to Like My Garden. Each week, The Plotting Shed discusses different aspects of garden design, but we focus on things that other books don't really talk about. I hope you enjoy this podcast and do please hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. Well, welcome back to The Plotting Shed. I hope you've all had a really amazing week and thank you all for the comments and for watching the videos that you've, you've all been watching and any comments that you put on there and the feedback that you get it i do appreciate it you know you sit on this side of the the microphone and and spout forth verbiage it's always really nice to hear when the people appreciate listening to it or that you've had some good ideas or some positive or even you know a critique of what you would prefer so everything is is really helpful so i do Thank you all for listening. This week I'm following on from the theory, I suppose, of, of garden design and the thought process, the pre-process before you start planning any changes to the garden and what you're going to do in that space over the next year or two years or three years. And I wanted to talk about the difference between landscapers and garden design. How you can use both to your best advantage. Now, the first thing that I want to say is that I don't want anything I say about landscaping to for you to infer that there's any form of criticism about landscapers. But what I want you to be able to do is to critique the designs and, and things if you're going to be using landscapers so that you critique and ask the right questions of those landscapers or designers so that you can get the garden delivering what you need it to do. I have been designing gardens for quite a long time now, I suppose, and both as a lot of people did, started out designing my own, designing for friends, then asked to people who knew friends of friends of friends of friends and then thought, hang on a minute, I might be able to make a business out of this, formed plant plots. And I've seen a lot of garden designs over a, a very long time. And there is a difference between landscaping designers or, or landscapers, garden landscapers and garden designers, that there's a different thought process. And I wanted you to possibly sort of just evaluate how those two arrive because then you can make the right decisions about what is going to be best for your garden and the changes that you want to make. So in essence, I am a garden designer. I don't build them. I'm not a qualified builder. I'm not a qualified plumber, electrician or architect. I, I, I create ideas for gardens and I'm a plants person. I know plants, I understand plants, and I know how to combine and put plants together. But if you ask me to build a patio, I can't. There are landscape and garden landscapers who are essentially garden builders. They are 
brilliant at creating structures and pergolas and building driveways and paths and leveling and terracing. They can create raised planters, they can build garden structures, they do patios, they can put designs in, they can create designs for gardens. Some garden landscapers are fabulous plants people. They have a really good knowledge of both sides of, of the design. It's the hard landscaping and the soft landscaping. Some garden landscapers are better builders and their plant knowledge is not as comprehensive. Some use the services of a nursery close to them and they have a kind of a stock list of plants that they can use for a lot of gardens. Some may employ somebody to come up with a planting plan, but in essence, they are, they are more builders than planters. And you need to understand how both design processes work in order to evaluate what's the right one for you. Because I've seen a lot of landscapers created gardens where the planting scheme does very little to add to the garden. But the landscaping has been, you know, it's impressive. But hard landscaping being impressive also adds another word to it, which is generally expensive. Garden landscapers like to build things. They like to change a garden that involves building structures, building patios, building paths, building roots, building this, that and the other, because that's what they're good at. That's what they understand and that's what they know how to do. So the design that you get from a garden landscaper may be a, a standard sort of design that they know that they can build in a lot of gardens, that they adapt and that they tweak and that they adjust to suit your space. They know the, the building materials that will work well and they've got designs that they can lay out for the patios and pavings and they know that they look visually impressive and they can build that in your garden. But if you've listened to the previous two weeks worth of podcasting, you'll think, well, hang on, where was the question that I asked about solving problems and delivering desires? Has the garden landscaper's design asked those questions of me too? I might say to the landscaper, I need a patio, I want to make my patio bigger. I'd like to have a patio over here and a path to get to it. And the landscaper will produce a design that does exactly that. But is it the, the design that you need? And I'll, I'll throw this in as the, as the fundamental question that maybe you need to ask. If you see a lot of landscapers made gardens, you will have paths with edging. There may be a design. They may use two different types of paving stones or different colours to create an attractive built design on the ground that you walk on, that you walk over, that you walk past. The design is there, it attracts your eye down to the floor. But the question I'm going to ask you is this, in your garden, how important is it for you to look at the paving and the hard landscaping. Would you look in a garden and sit there, if you went to a friend's house and say, oh, amazing patio, or oh, amazing scent? So I think 
you kind of get a little bit of where I'm coming from is that yes, they will build you something that's, that looks good, that's practical, that's that will last for a very long time. And it's been an expensive investment to actually achieve that. But is the design of the garden based around the building of the garden? And what then does or do the plants add to that space? I've seen a lot of designs where the hard landscaping is the feature and the plants very much are a stock series of sort of smaller shrubs and things that have been planted around the garden. And it looks very nice, and I'm not saying it doesn't, it looks attractive. But is it, is it delivering the desire? I've had a few gardens over the last few years where people have said, you know, we've had the held landscaping done, but the planting just isn't really, you know, it just doesn't do anything for me. And this is the, the, the dilemma that you have between garden landscaping contractors and garden designers. Neither is wrong, but neither may be 100% right. The reason that you get it right is that you know the questions to ask and you ask them of yourself. So if the designer or the landscaper shows you the design with the paving having maybe an inbuilt pattern in it, or that there's an edging to the the pathway that makes it really stand out amongst the grass. You have to ask, how important is that? Because that's the additional cost. They're a business, they build. The more they build, generally, that will be a better sales pitch for them. A landscaper would be less interested in building a garden that didn't require any building. It just required reshaping. There aren't the elements there that they can make money from. Garden landscapers are garden builders, and you can get brilliant, brilliant gardens from a garden landscaper, but you have to ask how important certain facets are to the overall design. What do you want to stand out more once the garden is complete? Is that feature in the patio that maybe the sort of the start, you know, sometimes they can put those sort of compass shapes in patios set in the stone. Is that something you will see all the time and therefore it has a purpose to being built there or will it kind of disappear because by the time you put your patio table and chairs on it, you won't see it anymore? In which case the question becomes, you spent that extra money having that there, why? Then when it comes to the planting scheme with garden landscapers, you need to understand how much of a plantsman they are, how much of a a planting knowledge they have, what plants they will use and where they will get them from, and what that that planting style is going to deliver for you. Because one of the dangers with using a service like that is that you have the hard landscaping as a very flat 2D floor-based structure. If then the planting that you have is also fairly structured and rigid and you've got your fencing, you have a garden that is immovable. Nothing in it moves. Hard landscaping doesn't move, ideally. Shouldn't be, should it, I suppose. But if the plants don't move, you've got no contrast. You might have a colour contrast. You've got green plants and, and red paving, for example, and green grass but you don't have much else. And one of the things that 
you always notice in any garden and if you sit outside in your back garden now your attention will be drawn by different things it'll be drawn by movement it'll be drawn by insects buzzing it will be drawn by by plants moving and swaying in the breeze you're not really focusing on the wall so all i'm asking you to do is to be is to critique the plan that might be delivered to you that looks very visually impressive but if you've got a very visually impressive floor surfacing how are the plants going to deliver what they need to deliver on top of that so that's kind of garden landscapers and builders so what do designers garden designers do and i suppose that's a little bit more ethereal because from my perspective i would say i'm there to provide the visualization for your wants and desires and dreams my job is to try and extract from you how you want to feel in a garden i suppose that's what i think a designer is there are different levels of garden designers i would never consider myself as being a high-end garden designer i'm not there to deliver a visually impressive garden with an equally impressive budget. I look at a garden and think, how can I make this garden better for its owner? And if I can make that garden better without incurring unnecessary expense or making unnecessary changes, then I'm improving the design, I'm solving the problems and delivering the desire for the minimal capital outlay and cost. From my perspective, that is the starting point for designing a garden, is what can I do to make what you have better, work better and deliver the desires that you want? And if I can do that by not costing you a fortune, that's a better design. It doesn't mean it's the only choice you have to make a design because clearly if you came and said, I've got 50,000 pounds to build this garden, that will create a different type of design. But the starting point for what problem you've got to solve or desire we've got to deliver is different. So there are different levels and areas of, of gardening that you can utilize but before you go down that route i would really really recommend that you you evaluate what you need to get now for example i had a client uh, just over a year ago who came to me and they had a really quite a, an open garden that already had some paving and patios put into it and the only thing they really wanted to change was the patio shape outside the doors walked into the garden because it was a bit small they didn't really want to change what was already there because it was expensive now she had a landscape contractor come in to offer a design for the garden and the cost of that was forty thousand pounds the design that I delivered to this person, well, I, and mine is only the design, it wasn't with the plants and everything else. But she contacted me and she said, overall, the cost of the changes you have suggested that I make to the garden will cost me £16,000. 
as opposed to £40,000. And it's delivered the desire that she had for the planting that the landscape contractor hadn't quite got. But all I wanted to do was to illustrate the point that one was about building changes and one was about delivering emotional changes. Both designs would be perfectly good and perfectly workable and there was nothing wrong with either, but one costed £26,000 more than the other one. So what's better? Well, that's clearly your choice. That's the decision that you have to make. But what you need to understand is how those designs have arrived at your table and why they were created the way that they were created. And then you can make a better evaluation of what that design is there for you to, to do. Because hard landscaping changes by their very nature are hard and once in and once spent and once down are much more difficult to undo. I've got a, a just a small front garden that somebody contacted me for in the last week or so and they'd had it stoned it was sort of graveled over like a lot of front gardens they've got block paving for the drive they wanted it to be fairly low maintenance so they they put in in some you know a nice gravel stone area and she said it's really stony and and I'd like to have some plants because it it just feels a bit bland but the problem now is that underneath those stones is a weed suppressing membrane and underneath that weed suppressing membrane is a hardcore underlay that supports the stones. So now there is a problem. Now I don't get down to soil until 30 centimetres, 25 centimetres below surface level and that soil subsoil. And I've got to then get through the stones and the weed suppressing membrane and the underlay to even get to a place where you could plant something. So the undoing of that process is going to be a much more difficult solution for that customer because the landscaper delivered what she asked in the first place, which was a low maintenance, easy to look after, level surface, weeds can't grow. You know, he's delivered exactly what she's wanted, but it's then lacking the emotional desire element. You know, how's this place going to make me feel? And now that we've got to make some changes to it, that's a harder problem to unravel. You need to be very specific and there's nothing wrong with saying to a landscaper, why do I need that? That's adding a lot of cost. How is that going to benefit me and my garden? Because you're the one paying the bill, don't forget. Ask the designer, that area that you're creating over there with all of this in it and this, that and the other, which is going to deliver something visually impressive, it's going to be a lot of work for me to keep it looking like you were saying it's going to look in the picture. How is that going to benefit me in five years time? In the future, when I look back at my gut, how is it going to be? How is it going to grow? What's it going to develop into? And can I keep it like that easily because those are the questions you have to challenge any contractor and any designer with in order to for them to deliver the best garden for you the customer
hope I haven't confused you too much. I will speak to you next week. In the meantime, have a lovely week and bye for now. Well, thank you for listening. You have been listening to Rachel McCartane of The Plotting Shed. If you've got any questions about this podcast, please email me, rachel at plantplot.com, or you visit the website with loads of different information on garden design and gardening advice, along with planting plans that you can download. You can look at the designs that we've created. So do take a look and please do hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. You can also donate if you go onto the website plantplots.com. There's a little button there saying you can buy me a coffee. So all donations will be hugely appreciated. Thank you very much. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your garden. Take care and stay well.